One. Are we ready to start? I'm not sure they all heard me. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. There we go. Hey, guys. We've, we've got an extra guitarist and a drummer behind me this morning. So let's have some fun. We're going to start our service with Our God is Greater.
My turn. Sorry. I'm, I'm still singing, guys. Praise the Lord. Uh, good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you. And the rain came down as we were in Sunday school. So if you got wet, if you'd come to Sunday school, you wouldn't have. But anyway. <laughs> Praise the, yeah, right. Praise the Lord for the rain. Hallelujah. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's start this off right today. Father God, thank you for these musicians behind me. Thank you for giving them the talents to play and to lead us in worship because there is no God greater than who you are, Lord. And as they lead us to sing about that, I pray this morning, Lord, if there's someone here today that has never surrendered their heart, they have not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, may it be something here today, a song, a word, some handshake, a prayer, but most of all, may they hear your voice and may they make that decision before it's too late. That's the primary thing, Lord, but for the rest, may we just be heaped up, pressed down, and overflowing with your Spirit as it's poured out upon us this day. And may we be able to leave here knowing that we know that we've been in the presence of the one who loves us the most. Father, may your will be done. Again, we thank you for the rain. We thank you for who you are. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Walk around a second. Shake somebody's hand. Give them a hug. But just let them know it's good to see them in God's house today. Oh, sir.
Yeah, keep playing that bass till you get up here. No. Okay. I got just a couple of announcements I want to touch on this morning before I have to give it over to Mr. Bob. The um, Oh, Sherry, before you leave, Ladies Retreat, still announce it? Okay. Ladies Retreat is still viable. So if you are still interested in going to the Ladies Retreat, the sign-up sheet is on the back table back there. It's $200, uh, and, and that covers the hotel, everything, for that weekend Ladies Retreat. And some one of the ladies pointed out to me that it goes into Sunday. That way... Y'all wouldn't have to listen to me speak. That's worth the money, they said. <laughs> Isn't that sad? <laughs> oh, no. Co- is her name on the list? No. No, seriously, ladies, if y'all are interested in going to the Bible, the ladies' Bible study, the retreat, sign up on the back table because I, I think the deadline's coming up very soon. I don't know exactly when it would be. Uh, the other thing I would like to point out or put, put forward, we still need four more volunteers for the Vacation Bible School play. If you haven't noticed, if you've been in the fellowship hall or my office, there's a lot of arts and crafts things piled on tables. There's the aquatic-looking things. In fact, the coral reef in my office almost looks real. I mean, it's pretty pretty nice. You ladies are doing an incredible job. Uh, but there's a lot of getting ready for the Vacation Bible School, and it's because it's coming up soon. So, one, I would like you to keep start now praying for both the children that will be coming to Bible School and their parents, teachers as well, actually. But remember that God will use this not because it's something we're supposed to do, but because we are willing and wanting to. He will touch the children's lives, and those lives he can use to touch their parents and grandparents as well. So we need to be praying for the community now. That being said, we have that play within there. If you would like to be a part of that play, you can be over fifth grade, I think. You needed some four people over fifth grade, so you can be an adult, or junior high, teenagers, something in that area. But if you would like to be a part of the play, get with Corey Montgomery and let him know uh, that you would. I, he was here in Sunday school. I don't see him now. He must have had to leave. Oh, he had to go to work? Okay. Well, he was here earlier today. So this, just let him know or let me know. And they're gonna, they've are going to started practicing on Thursday evenings before uh, Thursday night church. So if you would like to be a part of that. And I'm going, I, I think that or one more thing I want to mention. The last couple of weeks I pointed out, it's not as prevalent today, but you see what this looks like up here. If you look at the TV back there, you'll see how much clearer our welcome signs are, different pictures and such. And there, we are trying to put together the funds, uh, $19.99 basically, $1,990, somewhere right around there, the estimates were. It's going to be just a hair higher because we decided to go with 60-inch. But we're going to try to put a 60-inch monitor on each side so we can start grasping, grabbing a hold of all the video and the colors and brightness and everything that shines through. So if you'd like to give to that, and this is over and above your tithes, we have our prayer and offering columns front and back. We don't pass a plate in this church. We believe that offering, that tithing is between you and God. So if you'd like to tithe, that will go in one of the columns. But if you'd like to give over and above towards the video system, we are over halfway there. Uh, We just got a little ways to go. If you'd like to give to that, there's a box on the back back there. It says sound donations. That's what that's for. Not that it's not a sound donation. All your donations are sound. But this is for your monitors, your IT stuff, donations. So that's what the black box is back there if you'd like to uh, make a donation to that. Okay, I think that's enough announcements this morning. There's more in your bulletin if you want to read those. And I'm going to go ahead and, Mr. Bob, you want to come up and let me pray with you, brother? Look sharp today, brother. Father God, I just come before you again and lift up my brother to you. Thank you for 
him willing to come up here and play the guitar and, and, and lead us in song, but also even more so to open your word willingly and to share with us what you've laid on his heart. May we hear you through him this morning. Bless his family, bless his son for coming down and his mama for coming down and being with us this morning. And may you just bless that entire family, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Bless the Lord. Um, the Lord's been working with me a little bit on something that uh, I was struggling a little bit, so I wanted to share it with you guys, if that's okay, this morning. Um, God's really blessed me with a lot of things. Um, and like most men, I'm really, like, I guess I get excited about my tools and all the stuff that I have out out my pole barn. But when we moved back here from Omaha, um, Chris and Kobe helped me, and we just threw everything in the pole barn to try to get the uh, trucks out and uh, turn the trucks back in. But uh, the thing was, you couldn't even hardly walk through my pole barn. So I've, I've tried several times to clean it, but every time I pull everything out, it starts to rain. <laughs> and then yesterday, that, that happened to me again, and I had everything out in the lawn, and it started to rain, and I started feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> because all my stuff was getting wet, and I was like, all my stuff's getting ruined. But the Lord um, showed me this verse, and it's in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, and it says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain that we carry nothing out. Amen. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives to all, all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep his commandments without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man hath seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless the Lord. Let's, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the, the gift that you've given us, Lord God, that um, just makes everything else seem so small, that your, your son Jesus gave his life, his all for us, that we might stand before you blameless, not for anything that we've done, but for what he did. And we thank you that we're rich beyond measure and knowing that we'll be able to spend eternity with you. We just pray that you'd creating us a new heart, even as your servant David said, Lord God, that we might seek after you first in, in heavenly things where moth and corruption cannot destroy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, brother. That was awesome. Yeah, take that one. All right, we're going to sing a new song this morning. Uh, this is a song that I learned probably like three or four years ago, but I never really had an arrangement or much less a band that, that would allow the song to work. Um, it's a difficult song to sing for me because it's hard this day and age to 
just go out in the world and proclaim that you belong to Christ. It's almost a, like something you want to like hide away because at this day and age it's almost something that everybody makes fun of you for to believe in Christ. Um, but in and of itself, this song, which gets stuck in my head a lot, uh, accomplishes what the song says we should do, which is we should go out into the world and shout his name and tell the world that we belong to him. So this song is called Rooftops. Cause you set me free So I shout out your name From the rooftops I proclaim That I am yours I am yours And all that I am I place into your loving hands And I am yours I am yours Here I am, I stand With arms wide open to the one The sun, the everlasting God The everlasting God And here I am, I stand with arms wide open to the one, the Son, the everlasting God, the everlasting God. So I shout out your name from the rooftops, I proclaim that I am yours, I am yours. All that I am, I place into your loving hands, and I am yours. I am yours. 
shout out your name from the rooftops I proclaim that I am yours I am yours and all that I am I place into your loving hands and I am yours I am yours here I am I stand with arms wide open to the one the Son, the everlasting God the everlasting God here I am I stand with arms wide open to the one the Son, the everlasting God, the everlasting God. So I shout out your name from the rooftops, I proclaim that I am yours, I am yours.
you've heard this song before we've never played it here Lost or saved, find their way at the sound of your great name. All condemned, feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Every has no place 
at the sound of your great name. The enemy he has to leave at the sound of your great name. Jesus, worthy Savior, the 
had church this morning. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, thank you guys. That was incredible. Turn to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. Man, that was good. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 is where we're going to be at this morning. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Are we there? All right. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do above and beyond, and I have that part underlined in my Bible, able to do above and beyond. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in you. Very simple and short verse this morning, but something that I feel as though we need to the Lord laid on my heart to grab a hold of. Mark and I was discussing yesterday, actually, as we were sitting and we were talking, he, he was, we were talking about potential and how so many people never actually live up to the potential that God has ordained them to live up to, that they allow the world and other things to restrict them and tie them and bind them, excuse me, and keep them from living up to where God had already preordained that they could get to if they would just look to him and allow it to happen. Let me say this morning that the forces of evil are, are, are here seeking to tempt you and distract you with the pleasures of this world, to keep you from achieving the potential that God has out there for you. That's, that's Satan's job in life, if you will. His sole purpose is to rob from you the joy of having that eternal life in, in our Father in heaven, to rob from you the fact that that you are a a child of the king given to you through his son, Jesus Christ. That's Satan's purpose. If he can keep you from living up to that potential, if he can keep you continually thinking how little you are or how down you are, if he can steal your joy, he has accomplished his purpose. That's Satan's task. He wants to do everything within his power to keep you from reaching your full potential in life. And unfortunately, we as Christians oftentimes make it easy for him. We allow him to do that. I want to I start us off this morning with a couple of illustrations. I, I don't usually share things from my school per se, but I want to share a couple of illustrations, a couple of marine biologists' experiments, if you will, that they did. The first one I would share with you is about a, a great white shark. Now, I, I'm thinking everybody has probably seen Jaws or a, Derivative Jaws, Jaws number 543, whatever they're up to now. We have seen that movie, or or Shark Week. Discovery Channel loves to put Shark Week out there. Those sharks that that wreak so much havoc on everything and everyone. In the movie, I think they said that the shark was uh, 5,000 pounds and and 30 foot long. Well, that's, that's a little bit hyperbole. That's Hollywood, per se. But they're still pretty massive. 
They are big sharks. They're very large sharks. In fact, these marine biologists say in the natural habitat, they have the potential of reaching about 3,500 pounds and 20 feet, 20 feet long. Now, that's just the biggest they've seen. That's not saying they can't get bigger, but the biggest that they have ever been able to find, 3,500 pounds, 3,500 pounds, 20 foot long. Now, here's the interesting thing that they discovered in their experiment. When they took a baby great white shark and raised it in an aquarium, and they raised it to its full livelihood in that aquarium, what they discovered was rather mind-boggling. When they put it in this aquarium, this, 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 they discovered that even though this, this great white shark had the God-given potential to grow up to be 20 foot long and weigh 3,500 pounds, when it was raised in the aquarium, it got to be between 12 to 15 inches long and 15 to 20 pounds. Now, chronologically, everything was okay. Maturity-wise, it, it grew the same number of years. Everything grew as it should. It lived almost the same number of years as they had suspect that sharks in the wild live. However, it never reached its full potential as far as size. It stayed, instead of 20 foot long, 15 inches long. Instead of 3,500 pounds, 15 or 20 pounds. Now, the other thing that these marine biologists did, Bob will know what a pike is, but most folks down here don't know what pikes are. unless you watch, I, I've watched them on TV. Oh, I did see them in Canada one time when I was in Canada. But very rarely will we see a pike. But a pike is a long, blunt-nosed fish, kind of, kind of not eel, like an eel, but kind of that fin. It's just a... It's a big fish, but it's a blunt-nosed fish. They usually get around, from what I understand, four and a half foot long and can weigh up to 50 pounds. They're, they're a pretty good-sized fish. It'd be nowhere near as big as a great white, but still a fun fish to catch, from what I've been told. I've never actually fished for them, but four and a half foot long, 50 pounds. Well, they took this pike. It's a very voracious eater. It is a predator. It is a predator fish. It loves to eat. What they did, they took this pike, and they put it in a tank, a big tank, and then they would dump a bucket of minnows in there. Well, this is the pike's favorite thing to eat, and he would just dart all over, and just that fast, he'd have all them minnows gone. He would catch them and, and eat them, and just it was so rapid how fast he could gobble up all these minnows. Well, what they did then to this pike is that they did this several times, fed him with this bucket of minnows over a little bit of a period of time. Well, then they took a clear cylinder, and they stuck the cylinder down in the tank. So that he was now inside this glass clear cylinder. And what they would do then, they took the bucket of minnows and they dumped it on the outside of the cylinder. So the pike could see the minnows, but he couldn't get to them. And what he would do is he'd swim and he'd keep bumping his nose into that cylinder. And he did that for, actually, it was a rather very short period of time. He did not know about the change in his environment. He could see the fish but he didn't understand why he couldn't get to him. And he just bumped his nose a little bit, and then he just stopped. He, stayed, he just stayed completely still. He, was, he had been scrambling aggressively to devour his meal, but after just a, a, a few minutes, he just stopped, and it was almost like he was, he was dead right there. He, he, he didn't know anything else to do. He stopped trying, stopped trying to attack the, the minas in any fashion, in any form, any, any shape. He just, he just stopped. If, if you hadn't have seen a little bit of ripple in his fins, you wouldn't have you would have thought somehow he had died. The unfortunate thing is, he stops like that. They pull the cylinder out. Now those minnows are swimming all around. They're actually swimming over him. They're swimming under his fins. They're getting all around him. But because he had bumped his nose so many times previously, he gave up. Completely gave up hope. 
he could he could have started eating his dinner at any moment, but instead he ended up dying of starvation. He would not eat again. Completely gave up in that short period of time from bumping his nose on the glass. And 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 when when the meal presented itself, it was right there. He literally starved to death. Now you may be asking, what in the world has that got to do with scriptures? I'm glad you asked. I think this is us oftentimes. I think that we allow these same kinds of situations. To solve any problem in life, we have to, we have to stop and, and, and look at what causes the problem. What's going on in our life? Why are we not living up to our potential? Why do we choose not to grow into our potential? We need to see that, that, that the things that is limiting us, the things that are limiting the potentials in our life, are the causes. Where are those causes? And we, just like that pike, we need to address it. Unlike the pike, the pike, we allow ourselves to sometimes to bump our nose so oftentimes, we just stop. We give up. And we don't reach our potential anymore. Satan can put this glass cylinder around us, I guess, if you will. And we'll try a couple of times, maybe three or four times. But when we find something that's limiting our potential, we just stop and become still. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Our God is greater than he who can place the cylinder around us. Amen? And because he is greater, the things that he has set for us to do, the potential that we have to become things in our lives, will manifest themselves again. And we need to be ready to do that. We need to be ready to eat those minas or whatever it may be that God has called us to do. We can't allow Satan and the world and others to, to change our environment and just give up hope. No, we, if we really want to reach the potential that we have been called to reach in life, I think the first thing that we need to do is, is become awakened. Awakened to who we are. That's kind of what we went over in our Sunday school class this morning. We need to realize what we are in Christ. We need to be awakened to our identity. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are more than just a child of this world. You are a child of the King. You are blessed and anointed from on high and filled with the creative power of an almighty God. And we need to be awakened to that. The prodigal son, he is a good example of being awakened to who he was. He got tired. He was out there and he, he, he went out into the world. He was living, living large on all his inheritance. But eventually he found himself busted and broken, disgusted and, and living with the pigs. And he looked around and he said, you know, my father... My father has people that work with him for him that have more than enough to eat and, and, and have everything provided. What am I doing in this pig pen? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to ask his forgiveness and ask him to make me a slave in his court. He, he, he understood my father's slaves have it better than I do right here. If he'll make me a servant in his court even, I'll be better off than what the world has given me. Folks, and when we stop and we realize that we are a child of the King, a child of the Most High God, it is then that we ought to realize our potential is of the Most High. Notice what it says there in, in, in that verse again. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in you. 
If we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the power, the potential that created the heavens and the earth, that spoke planets into existence, that spoke life, breathed life into Adam, that the one who brought everything to be, that power lives within us, that scripture says. Therefore, I have the potential to climb higher and above anything that Satan tries to encompass me with. I don't care how bad and how nasty the glass cylinder may be that he slides around me, the God within me is bigger. It is greater. I do not have to be confined by the way the world says I must be confined. I need to be awake to the fact that I am a child of the king. You are a child of the king if you know Christ. You're a prince or a princess. You are the one that God has indwelt and given you power to rise above. And we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware that there has been possibilities set out there by God for us. The, the shark was limited because it conformed to its confinement. It conformed to the tank that it was placed in. Some of us think that we can't do stuff because we're, we're too big or we're too small. We're too old or we're too young. We're too dark. We're too light. We're educated. We're uneducated. We're rich or we're poor. We'll put all these excuses out there why we can't do this or we can't do that. But guys, I would tell you this morning that you have the potential to do anything there is that God has told you to do. It isn't about having a degree on the wall. Praise God. I had people, not many, but I had a few tell me that I wouldn't be able to graduate college. I'm too old. Why why would I even dare to go back? But yet I just graduated this past week. Praise God. Not because the people told me I couldn't, but because my God told me I could. When you have something, when God has put something into your heart and into your life, when God has placed it there and you have prayed about it and you know this is what you're supposed to do, don't allow the world to put you in an aquarium and think this is, uh, this is all I can do. This is my full potential. I'm too old to do anything. I hear that often. And sometimes even the young ones will say, well, I'm just a kid. I can't do anything. Folks, my God can do it with anything, anything he wants to do. And if he has called you to do it, Well, you don't understand, Pastor. I was a drunkard. I was a prostitute. I was this. I was that. I'm poor. I'm uneducated. I don't speak well. I don't care who you are. God is giving you the potential potential to go ye therefore and make disciples. But we allow the world to put us in their fish tank, if you will, and we only grow to the size of that tank. But my God who indwells me is bigger and above and beyond all things, Ephesians says. If you believe that God Almighty abides within you through the Holy Spirit, then I would hope you would also believe that I am a child of the King and I am greater than the confinement of this world. I have been placed here to go through and make disciples, but one day I'm going to step on the other side of glory and then I'll really reach my full potential. But on this side of glory, I'm not to quit striving just because they try to put me in a tank, because they try to put a cylinder around me. I am to understand that my power doesn't come from without. My power comes from within, from the Christ who strengthens me. That's where our power comes from, guys. That's where our direction comes from. That's how we reach our potential. It's easy to put excuses out there why I can't do this or why I can't do that. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. It didn't say if I am only this old or if I don't reach this age or if I'm this young or if I'm this tall, this short, if I have more hair than someone else. It doesn't put any stipulations there. 
It says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Folks, the world is going to try and has accomplished it so well on the church today to put you in a tank. You can't preach this. You can't say that. You can't say blood. You can't say sacrifice. No, it's a bloody religion. Or you can't take your Bible here. You shouldn't pray there. You can't do this. That is all a fish tank that's being tried to, that they're trying to put around you. And I'm going to tell you this morning, praise God, we serve a God that cannot be contained in a tank or a cylinder. And if we will look up, we won't look out and we will accomplish things that are far greater above and beyond what you thought you could do. But you have to realize who you are in Christ. You have to awaken to the fact that that power does abide within you. It doesn't matter your tax bracket. It doesn't matter what your Sunday school teacher may have told you 25 years ago. It doesn't matter what your mama may have called you 20 years ago. My biological father told me I was stupid all the time and never would be anything until the CPS took me out of the home. That's all I heard. But praise God, I feel like I'm doing what God's called me to do today. And I can smile and say, thank you, Jesus. I can listen to people in the world or I can listen to God. And if I listen to God who dwells within me, he says he is capable to do all things above and beyond what the world thinks I can do. I think many people think, well, my, my status in life, you know, my situation at home, it keeps me from doing what I need to do. Guys, again, I'm going to say, and, and I hope I don't hurt your feelings too bad, that's just an excuse. When we start trying to use our home and this and that and the other to say why I can't reach my God-given potential, I would say it's time to stop and look up. It's time to get on your knees and say, God, what would you have me to do? How, what would you have me to, 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 to go out into the world and change? Folks, the bottom line is this. We have to make a choice. We either choose to conform to the confinement that's been placed around us, or we can choose to capture the joy of Christ and on a daily basis, God, what would you have me to do? You can be chained to a wall as Paul and Silas was and, and locked in a dungeon. And what did they do? They sang praises unto the Lord and praised his name to the point the wall shook and they were freed and the centurion comes to know Christ. Folks, you can use it as an excuse, the home that you're in, but I'm going to tell you that you're choosing to do so because the God within you is bigger than that. The God who lives and abides within you says praise His name. Now, it may not happen today or tomorrow. We want instant gratification. God never said that everything happens instantly. It doesn't say that you're always going to be rich and happy and never have to, an ailment or anything like that. No, the Bible says put your faith in Him. Knock and keep knocking, praying unceasingly. When we continue to seek His face, the joy in our heart is going to be there and it's going to make a difference. And eventually, somehow, you may not even see it this side of glory. You may be read about later like the woman at the well. I don't know if she ever knew how much she was going to be spoken of for thousands of years after her, but yet we still look at how she went and changed her community. Folks, what I'm trying to say this morning is our potential should not be dictated to us by some professor or PhD somewhere. Our potential should be dictated by the Spirit of an Almighty God. And when we acknowledge who is dictating our potential, then we'll grow up to it. But as long as all we acknowledge is the walls of our aquarium, all we acknowledge is the, is the, the, the environment changing with the cylinder coming down around us, then that's all we're ever going to do. God's, the Scripture says God's not going to give you more than you can bear. God's giving you this potential, and He's given it to us, and He's telling us we have to choose either to conform to the confinement or move beyond it. 
And that those trials, those tribulations, they can seem harsh. They can seem hard at times. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, to water down any of the things that's happened in your life. I'm not trying to, to take away any of the validity of the, the strength and the magnitude of emotions that it caused in your life. But what I can say this morning is that my God is with you every step of the way if you've trusted Him as your Lord and Savior. And if you will put your faith in Him and put the timing of what's going to happen in His hands, the joy of His grace, the joy of knowing who He is, will bring that light back into your heart. Thine word I've hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against Thee, that it might be a light unto my path. Even in the midst of these trials and these tribulations, I can live up to my potential. Folks, if you just live to where your circumstances are, how's God getting glorified? But when you live beyond those circumstances, when you let God shine in the midst of trials and tragedy, the potential grows. You grow. And Christ's name's glorified. All things work to the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. I can't always explain the situation that you may be in. Just like I wouldn't have been able to explain to that pike why he couldn't get to those little minutes he was seeing. But I can say that if you will just stay ready, if you will just keep realizing the power that's within you, my God said He is greater. He is more powerful. He is mighty. He said the world is an ugly place, but I have given you victory over the world. We have that capability. We have the potential. Because we know who we are in Christ, we have the potential to free our minds of what the world tells us. We have the capability to to, to renew our mind in the power of Jesus Christ. He says that we can be transformed on a daily basis if we will go to Him in prayer, if we'll open His Word, if we'll let God speak to us. We have the power to break through the, the limitations imposed upon us to keep us from reaching our full potential. But that power only comes when we awaken to the fact of who I am in Christ and who He is in me. When I realize I am His and He is mine, as it says there in Ephesians 3, He who is above and greater than all things abides within me and is going to do greater and above all things. Folks, that's what keeps us from reaching our potential. It's our own choice. We need to awaken to that. We need to be aware of that. We need to be also alive of, of the the, the responsibilities God's given us. He's given us responsibilities. You, every one of us in here has responsibilities of some fashion or another. That's why you're here this morning. We have responsibilities to ourselves. We have responsibilities to our parents. We have responsibilities to our community. We have res- responsibilities to our society. We have responsibilities to, to our employer. We have responsibilities to our brothers, our sisters, our, our moms, our dads, our families. But most of all, we have responsibility to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And because of our responsibilities to Him, we should stop and say, this is God. My responsibility is to live to my full potential so that the world, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the medical condition, in the midst of the financial situation, in the midst of the relational issue that you may be going to, the world can look in and see Christ in me because I choose not to be confined by the circumstances I choose to be greater than they are through the power of Jesus Christ. That's a choice we make, folks. The pike, it had a responsibility to nourish its body, but out of frustration of, 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 of hopelessness, it died. It chose 
rather than when the fish started swimming all around, it chose to become a, a, a prisoner of, of, of poor perception. That doesn't make sense, but that's what we do in our lives. That pike literally beat its head against the wall, if you will, trying to figure out how to get to those fish, and it quit. It couldn't figure out how to solve the problem, so it, it chose to die of hunger instead. I, and, and I think we do the same thing. There's so many times that we look at a problem and, and, and we don't know how to rectify it and we don't know how to solve it. And rather than continually praying, rather than continually lifting up that child or that loved one, rather than continually lifting up that situation, rather than continually seeking God's grace and His mercy and His guidance, rather than truly trusting God and the power that abides within me from God, I give up and in hopelessness lay down everything. And then what happens? When the opportunity to to fulfill itself arises, we miss it because we're lost in our hopelessness. That pike, when they pulled the cylinder out, the fish were swimming right there. He still had the capability of being a predator. He still could swim quicker than any minnow. He still had eyes that were just as fast to catch them. But because of his hopelessness, he gave up. He, because of his hopelessness, he couldn't. He, he just said, I give in. I would rather starve to death than try again. How many Christians today do we allow Satan and his, his trials and his snares and his traps build this, these walls around us and we bounce on them a couple of times and then we fall back in hopelessness and then God opens a door and we don't see it because we're too, oh, poor me. We don't see the door open because, oh, I've tried that before. Sometimes God will even send a brother or sister that, that has advice. Do this or do that. Pray about this. Pray about that. No, it wouldn't work. Well, have you tried it? No, I've tried almost everything else. I'm, I'm done. How is that reaching your potential? My own college degree that I just graduated this past week, praise God, there was quite a few times there was different subjects. I was like, I give up. Praise God, he gave me a loving wife that sat back there all the time saying, you've got this. Praise God, he gave me friends that would say, you've got this. Because left to my own devices, I probably would have given up a few times. But because God put people around me, because I knew that my strength didn't come from those professors or the, or the world, my strength came from Christ. Because I knew that my mind was being renewed and reformed and transformed daily by this, not their words. As long as I kept my feet grounded where they needed to be grounded, my mind would go where God would tell it to go. And because of that, I was able to not only graduate, but become the sum cum laude. And I was able to do that not by my own power, but by His. But not because I was allowing the confines of the world to hold me back, but because I knew my God was greater than the aquarium that I was trying to be put into. That's my testimony. But I would say that each one of you can have that testimony as well. Whether it's college, whether it's your workplace, whether it's raising your children, whether it's being the best housewife you can be, the best husband you can be, the best employer you can be, the best friends you can be, the best witness that you can be. Folks, I'm telling you that the world is trying to make you only see the cylinder. You can be more, but you have to let he who lives within you awaken within you and give you and make you aware of the potential that you have. So many young adults today are told, well, there are no jobs, there's no this and there's no that. You might as well just sit back and, and say, oh, poor me, and collect from the government. Folks, I'm going to tell you, if there wasn't a job right there, go across the street. There's somewhere that you can work. There is something that you can do. There is something where you can have the f- f- fulfillment of knowing, I have made a valuable uh, uh, contribution to society. I have been valuable in the church of God. 
I'm not saying in this building. I'm saying in the, in the kingdom of God. I've been able to go out and share thy witness from the rooftops as we sang about a while ago. I was able to go out and tell the world who I am in Christ. Not because of all the great things I have. I've been right there where you've been, Bob. In fact, I remember one time actually the rain come in my, the exact scenario you said. And I was like, what am I going to do? But my God's bigger than all my things. And if I remember that, and like Mark, Chris pointed out with the music a while ago, if we will sing it from the rooftops, my God is greater. My God is who I need to understand. The more I'll be able to reach the potential He has for me. When we are hungry, and that's what we are, that, that Pike, he was, he was hungry. He had the opportunity to fill that, that need, and he didn't. But let me tell you this more. Hungry is more than a feeling. We can be emotionally hungry as well. Have you ever had that friend or known someone maybe that, that will do just about anything for a little bit of attention? Really, in reality, you know what that is? They're hungry. They're hungry for love. They're just wanting someone to show some genuine concern. And they're just reaching out to the best of their ability, looking for that. They're emotionally hungry. And sometimes they're locked in that box. Maybe it's our job to reach out and help free them from that aquarium. I don't know. But there's all kinds of hungers besides physical hunger. There's spiritual hunger. Those people that will lie, cheat, and steal to do anything that makes themselves feel good for a moment. They don't know God. So they are spiritually hungry. And because of that hunger and not being able to satiate, fulfill that hunger, they just allow themselves to, to dwindle away. Folks, this morning, whatever the hunger may be in your life, my God can fill it. Whatever that hunger is that's keeping you from reaching the potential that God has, has desired for you, regardless of its form, whether it's physical, spiritual, or emotional, if it continues too long, you become weak, and just like that pike, you'll end up dying. But if you will give it to God, if you'll quit running to the PhDs and run to Jesus Christ, if we will give it to Christ and say, God, Make me who you desire me to be. I want to quit using my age for an excuse. I want to quit using my height as an excuse. I want to quit using my weight. I want to quit using my gender. I want to quit using my education. I want to quit using whatever it is as an excuse, and I want to see what you want me to do, Lord. I want to be what you have me to be. I want to step out there, and I want to change the world. I want to move. I want to, I want to move beyond the, the fish tank. If you're at that place this morning where maybe you're, no matter how hard you try, you feel like nothing's working, no matter how hard you try that you just keep coming up on these dead ends and you're ready to give up hope like that pike did, if you feel as though that there's no way to move beyond, then I would say remember what Jesus said. Do not give up hope. I have conquered the world. If you're here this morning and you think that I just have no potential, I can't go any higher, I am everything that I feel as though I can be. Take the I out of that and say, am I everything God says I can be? And then turn to Him. Look to Him. When you truly awaken to who you are, when you truly become aware of who you are, things will change. When you give in, when you give up hope, you're no longer alive, folks. You're existing. You're not living. When you give up hope and say, this is just the way it's going to be, you're just trudging along in that fish tank never to grow over that 15 or 18 inches. 
when you could get up to 20 foot long. When you allow the world to tell you and you just give up and say, I'm, I'm done, I'm too weak to handle my responsibilities any longer. Then what happens to that pike? When you're ready to give up hope, and unfortunately there's many Christians out there today that have reached that point. When we are ready to give up hope, that's when we need to have a little talk with Jesus. When we are ready to throw in the towel and just say, I quit, whatever your endeavor may be. I just shared with me it was about the college, but it could be a lot worse. Maybe you're ready to give up on life itself. Maybe you think, my kids are doing this, and my, my finances have gone there, and now the doctor says I have this, and all this piles together, and you're stopping, and you're saying, you know, I just, I'm done. I just can't go anymore. When you're ready to give up hope, I would ask you, get on your knees and have a little talk with Jesus. Get on your knees and remember the blessings. Remember those babies. Remember those children. Remember those little laughs. Remember those birds that are singing in the trees. But most of all, remember that Jesus said, I chose you. I love you. You are mine. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because if we lean on our own understanding, you know what happens? We fall. But he said, in all ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. Trust in him, not our own understanding, because it's he who will direct our paths. Suffering may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Folks, I don't know what that is in your life. I hope right now that God is speaking to you individually, each one. And whatever the potential is that God has for you, don't say, no, that can't be it. I'm too old. You might be amazed what God can still do. Kids, young adults, Chris hit something very hard a while ago. It is hard to go out in the world and live for Christ, especially as a young adult, because the world has gotten so far from Christ that they think it's cool to make fun of you. I understand that. But if you will not trust the world and trust Christ, you'd be amazed what you can do. I was going to say young people, but all of us, actually, the world says that we have to be in a relationship and do so quickly. And take it beyond just, just holding hands quickly. I want to tell you, why listen to the world? Listen to what God says, and you'll be in a relationship forever then, possibly. Trust God and let the potential you have. Don't sell out for the fish tank and only get 15 inches long. Hold on to the potential that God's given you and grow into the one where they'll make TV shows about you someday. Be that Christian that God's called you to be. All I'm trying to say this morning, guys, is that we need to explore the potential God's given to us by meditating on His Word and, 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 and praying and trusting Him. The more we do that, the more we'll realize we are chosen. We are a chosen people. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. We are a chosen people. We are the saints of God. We are the royal priesthood of believers. Don't allow the world to tell you that you're a 15-inch fish that can't feed itself. Get out there and do it. Ephesians 3, one more time, says, well, 3.20, Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask and think, 
according to the power that works within you. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that power is not within you. You don't have the capability to go beyond the limitations that the world has placed upon you. You don't have the capability to see beyond the perception of that cylinder that's been brought down around you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're still living in an abstract world of Satan where he can bring out the smoke and the mirrors and change your, your view on everything. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would ask you this morning to put your faith in His hands. Put your faith in the one who can bring you to where you need to be. He said, I stand at the door and knock. Any man who believes in his heart that I am the Son of, the God, of God and was resurrected on the third day, any man who believes in his heart and professes with his mouth, so shall he be saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are caught in a fish tank you'll never escape. He is your only way out. But if you will accept Him today and say that you already have, then there is freedom from the limitations that the world's placed on you. I'm not saying you're going to be all of a sudden independently wealthy and, and have a, a jet driving you around, flying you around the world. But I'll say you have a joy in your heart that surpasses anything this world can offer you. You can grow to your potential in whatever it may be. It may be just to be the best tomato grower on your front porch. I don't know. But don't sit there and not grow tomatoes because you say you don't have a bucket to put dirt in. Trust God. Trust Him. Trust Him. This morning, if the Lord's speaking to you, I'm going to let you know this altar is open. I'd love to pray with you up here. You can come to this altar. Whatever it may be that God's placed on your heart, Will you get that right with Him today? It doesn't matter about how old you are, how young you are. If Christ is speaking to you, now's the time to get that right. And I pray we do as the song that, that Chris brought out. I never heard that before. But may we cry it out from the rooftops. May we cry it out from the rooftops. This is what my God's done for me. And you know what the world's going to say? But you're poor. You're uneducated. You don't have four-story house. You don't have this, you don't have that. But we can smile and say, no, I have the joy of the Lord that can do all things over and above anything that this world can do. And have a peace and a contentment as in the scripture that Brother Bob shared a while ago in who he is and in the spirits of the, of the, in the, spirits of the, in the gifts of the Spirit. Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning? Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. I hope you kind of underline that scripture in your Bible. It's an easy one to memorize. But will you remember that? You are a child of the King. He that can do all things abides in you. If you know Jesus. You may say, well, I ran from the church. I, I did some crazy stuff. I'm... I've backslid so far, I don't even know how to get forward again. Isn't it great that all you got to do is turn around? God said, I'm right here. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Put your faith back in His hands and mean it. And hold on, because God's got some 
stuff to use with the testimony you made while you were running away. Trust Him this morning, guys. Father God, I come before You and just ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that You will bless this opportunity of, of, of invitation that we will be able to come to You together as one accord this morning. Lord, if there is somebody here today that has never surrendered their heart, they've never bowed that knee, they have never accepted You as their Lord and Savior, for whatever the reason, may this be the day they do so. God, may they accept who You are and may You work in their lives and their hearts today. And God, if there is someone here today that maybe has given up hope, will You show them today? Send a, send a Michael, uh, a Gabriel, some angel of the Lord. Speak to them directly from your heart, Lord, to their heart. May they realize that they have strength, they have hope, and they have power. And it all abides in you. God, may your will be done in the hearts of your people this day. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, guys, this altar will be open. If God's telling you to pray where you're at, pray where you're at. If he's telling you to to grab a neighbor across the aisle, come down here. But do what God's telling you to do today. In Jesus' name. Yeah, Mary. I was just coming to church today. In fact, I had a good minute to get dressed and get over here. But I've been, ever since my husband passed away, I have been a holiday. I go out and do what I have to do, and I'm there with the last day. But I'm home, I'm in my bedroom, I'm locked in my bedroom. And this message was for me. And he tells me now there's somebody else in here too that has a broken heart like I do, that needs to really surrender it to him. And through you telling me today that I'm putting myself in this room. Thank you. 